Good morning. It is Monday, December 28th, 7.59 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. was very busy, but I managed to do some relaxing, or as much as I'm able to, on Christmas Day and somewhat on Christmas Eve. Um, but yeah, it was just back to the grindstone after that. I made a bunch of Swedish meatballs last night. I think I made like 50 or something. Um, I love making Swedish meatballs during the winter months. I usually make a few batches in, in a winter, um, but here's the recipe for those of you who didn't ask, LOL. Um, this is for, these are the proportions for a large batch. Um, so you get one pound of ground beef, make sure that it's at least 20% fat and one pound of ground pork and two eggs and a cup of diced bread. Um, I would cut the crusts off, definitely. Um, about three quarters of a cup of milk. Nutmeg, make sure you have a lot of nutmeg and it's best to use fresh nutmeg, of course. Um, salt and pepper and one white onion. Let me think if there's anything else and butter and a little olive oil for frying. Um, so first what I do is I, you know, dice the bread and I pour the milk over it and I let it sit for a bit, about 10 minutes. And then I mush it with my hands. And then I add to the milk, the two eggs. And then I add the meat and salt and pepper and just kind of let it sit in the fridge. Um, and then I grate the onion. Do not slice the onion because then you'll have these weird unsightly onion chunks in your meatball. And what you're going for is smooth, smooth and easy to eat. Um, so you can grate your onions directly into the bowl or you can grate it separately. doesn't really matter. Um, but I would have a little towel with like water on it to just dab at your eyes because grating an onion is like just releasing, I don't know, for me, it just releases more of the, you know, the onion juice that hurts your eyes. So you grate that into the bowl and then you mix that all in and salt and pepper, lots of nutmeg. Don't skimp on the nutmeg because the milk and the bread kind of neutralize the spice, but don't go overboard. I would say no more than a teaspoon's worth, but a teaspoon of nutmeg's a lot, okay? So you can either put the meatball mixture back in the fridge and let it kind of cool, um, because it will, it'll roll better, 
and cook better. Or you can just get to work right away if you feel that the meatball mixture is already pretty cold. Um, you want to roll the balls into about one to 1 1.5 inch balls. Um, you can roll them as you go, or you can have them all set out. It really doesn't matter. Just depends on how you want to have your things set up. Um, get out an iron skillet if you have one or a good heavy frying pan. And then you take about two tablespoons of butter and a little bit of olive oil um, and you kind of get the, get the butter heated to where it bubbles a little bit. Um, I don't recommend using high heat for this recipe because you're going to be frying for a long time. But get it to medium heat and then turn it down just a little below medium heat when you're ready to put the meatballs in. I do up to six meatballs at a time, but that is really the max. And you really have to watch the meatballs. I don't use a timer because that would be, because there's so many meatballs to deal with. Um, if I were to guess, I'd say about takes about three minutes to make a meatball, but that's just me. I could be wrong. Um, so you wait a little bit to kind of roll the meatball as it sears on each side. Um, and I use tongs because you can kind of make little meatball pinchins. Um, and then I get a plate and I put a towel on the plate. I use, I don't have paper towels, but Paper towels are actually wonderful for this. Um, I use a cotton dishcloth, which I rinse with dish soap. One, one dishcloth I don't care about that I use for this purpose. And then you just put the meatballs, you stack them up. Um, and yes, the meatballs will cool. And if you want to just start eating them, just eat as you go. Um, but you'll miss out on the gravy. So save the fat, which was the butter and the olive oil, like, and probably a little bit of fat coming out of the meatballs. Save that in the pan, okay? Um, and get two large, sift two large tablespoons of white flour into the fat or the grease. You'll need a whisk. <clears throat> Excuse me, you'll need a whisk. <clears throat> Goodness, you'll need a whisk. Um, here's the ingredients for the gravy. Um, about a quarter to one third a cup of flour. Um, <clears throat> about two to three cups of beef broth. And the suet or, or fat from the pan. And of course, salt and pepper and a little nutmeg. And then if you want to have more authenticity, add some cherry or lingonberry jam. So those should be your ingredients you have. The jam is not 100% necessary, but I like it. Um, so anyway, so you're whisking, you're whisking the flour and fat together and you're making a roux and the color you're looking for is like a caramel peanut butter color. So the, the heat, which should be on low, will be turning it to that. And then once, make sure that all the lumps are out. You should be whisking quickly and 
like this is not stirring, this is whisking. I use kind of a lateral zigzag movement and then I loop back around and do a circular movement with my hand. Then what you do is you add your beef broth and it's gonna simmer a bit. Don't be scared, just keep stirring, keep whisking in the same motion. And it'll the gravy will seem like it's too thin and you'll be tempted to add more flour. Don't do it. Don't add more flour because then you're going to have a very thick gravy. Just watch it cook. Whisk the gravy. Add your little seasonings to taste. Oh, and I forgot there's one more thing. One of the ingredients is sour cream. Okay. Um, sorry about that. So anyway, so you're whisking, whisking. It's starting to thicken all of a sudden. Suddenly it thickens. Turn off the heat. Whisk it again. Whisk it until everything's integrated. All the texture is completely smooth. So with, with these meatballs, the thing has to be, everything has to be smooth. Um, so the, the heat has been lowered. It has been turned off. And add a little bit of, I guess like I always use like a tablespoon of the jam and whisk that in. And the jam is great because it cools down the gravy a little bit and you need it to be a little bit cool so you can add, I usually add about two to three tablespoons of the sour cream and you whisk that in until it's completely blended. So you have a nice creamy kind of stroganoff type gravy. The gravy should still be warm and you add the meatballs in, you stir them around. Um, it's so good, it's so good. One of the things you can do is you, you actually can heat it up in the oven afterwards. Like, so let's say you have your leftovers, you wanna make a little lunch. Um, I have a small, like little chafing dish type thing that I use. Um, I heat the meatballs, reheat the meatballs at 425. And you know what? The gravy holds up. The gravy holds up, which is, which is good. Um, because sometimes gravies are, especially if you have a cream gravy, it can be a little temperamental. So yeah, that's what I did last night as I made those meatballs. And I think I had 12. There are many more meatballs to consume. But yeah, it's just so cozy and homey. I'm getting ready to um, do a sober January, and I'm looking forward to it. In fact, I've already gotten a little head start. Um, two nights, no wine, no weed, even though I like hardly smoke weed at all. Um, but yeah. It's, I like the clarity. Um, I usually have two glasses of wine, one with dinner and then one after. And, you know, while I was working on my sewing, but I just wanted to, I don't know, just have a nice reset, um, into the new year. It's been kind of a sobering year. Um, and just, you know, sliding into your habits of, oh, it's 6.30, time for a glass of red wine. It was kind of nice to have that to look forward to, but 
I would like to have better things to look forward to. You know what I mean? Um, and then maybe February, maybe I'll just keep it going. Who knows? Or maybe I'll be like, good Lord, I need a drink. (laughs) Who knows? It's always a surprise. And I've done it many times before a sober January. So should be pretty fine. Um, what else? What else? Rose came over and modeled yesterday and we did a fitting of the Scottish fantasy dress. I am so close to having it done. I'm just hemming it. And I'm going to make a cute little blouse that is off the shoulder and super ruffly. And then I think I might make my teddy bear suit after that. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. There's always a project on deck. Um, it's been so gloomy outside. I, it's weird because, you know, I used to really like gloomy days, but now that it's, I'm basically inside all the time, I really like the sunshine. I like sunny weather and sunny days now. Um, but I think I want to take a walk after I'm done with shipping and just get some major exercise. I wonder how long we're going to do this, how long we're going to be like this. Um, I've really got to stay in the whole month of January because that's when I get the flu. (laughs) Like right at the beginning of February, never fails. And I got the flu that I got last year was so bad. It was so, so hard. It was like the worst dose I'd had in a long time of a flu. Um, this past February. So yeah, I just want to avoid that altogether. And yeah, it has been one heck of a freaking year. And by the time I talk to you guys again, it will be next year. It'll be 2021. Um, I just, I really hope some things change. (laughs) Um, a lot of things have changed and I hope that the good changes that have been made this year will continue to be in effect. I feel like a lot of movements of the people, um, you know, for human rights in particular, they often just get turned into this weird Instagram trend and it's, it feels so performative, you know, um, like with Black Lives Matter, for example, and the images and the tropes that come with, with it, you know, we're like inundated with memes. Meanwhile, Black Lives still matter. And I think it's very cruel and very callous to forget that. It's not something to forget. It's just something to know and to act accordingly. I feel like it just gets lost in, in like the collective narcissism of 
people trying to show that they are up on the up and up with prescient issues and then it when it's no longer trending they they kind of back out of their commitment slowly or just forget because we're part of it has to do with all the stimulus that we receive all the time we're a very overstimulated society which cause causes like a catatonic state i think when you're overstimulated you just kind of go numb so i think what i'm going to do is a little reading i busted out my cards and i am going to do just a quick little reading for the new year So let's take a look. Just shuffling right now with one hand. <laughs> Lavinia is watching me intensely. Oh my God. I listened to the prime of Jean Brody last night on audiobook. <laughs> oh my God. She reminds me so much of Lavinia. Um, it's so, it's so good. I love the BBC version that stars Maggie Smith as Miss Brody. It's so good. It's for you guys that don't know about this book. Um, it was written by Mur Muriel Spark in 1961. And it's about a woman at a boarding school who is a little over, you know, marriageable age, I guess, in the 1930s in England and or Scotland, excuse me. And how her pupils, she treats them with special care and she is eccentric and is always trying to help them be more cultured. <clears throat> she also kind of embellishes about juicy tidbits about her personal life um, and her love life. It's, it's just funny and it's a sweet book. Anyway... Um, back to the tarot. So I have just shuffled, laid out the cards. I'm going to choose a past, which will actually represent uh, 2020. Um, our present, where we're at right now, at the end of 2020. And then the future card, which is 2021. So let's take a look at the past. We have Eight of Rods. The Eight of Rods is actually the card of travel and movement and swift action. Rods or wands, they rule action. And it shows eight kind of like rosebud tipped rods at a diagonal angle, kind of like as if there are spears being thrown into the air. Um, and I believe that this past year was a year of movement in so many ways, even though we stayed still in our homes, a lot of us, um, a lot of things changed. A lot of things, change was affected. It was like got the ball rolling of change. Kind of what I was discussing earlier or mentioning earlier. Um, and also kind of like pushing out of of like the bad stuff and bringing bringing the the um 
ugliness to the surface for for all to see or and also people's eyes being open to the fact that the ugliness is all around us um and then now we're moving into the present where we're at right now at the end of the year eight of cups another eight so eight of cups cups rule relationships and and on like human to human interaction generally um and Eight of Cups is a card of contemplation and reflection and forgiveness. Um, the cups represent people. There are eight of them. And behind them is a man who, or a person, but I always, I don't know, I always ascribe a gender to them for some reason. Um, it is a person who is wearing a long cloak. And the cloak is actually blended in with a shoreline and they are looking into the water and I always interpret this card as people can't fill you up. People and, and the hopes that you have for them fulfilling you do not fill you up. You have to turn to the waters of your own soul to, to reach replenishment and you can thank them. You can thank the people in your life who have contributed to this realization and honor that time. It's not time wasted. And I feel like this is a perfect card for year's end because we do have a lot to reflect upon and we have had enough time and distance that we can forgive as well and that we can realize our own inner resources that have so much more for us than seeking that in the other. All right, so we're moving on to the third card. Page of Cups. Ooh, <laughs> it's a fun and funky new year. Um, Page of Cups is what I like to call the elusive butterfly. Cups is another relationship card. Page is a childlike energy. It's youthful, which is perfect because, you know, the baby New Year. Um, they are pictured with tulips on one side and a fish inside the cup. Like they're trying, they're almost like they're playing that game, you know, where you try to get that ball in the cup. But with a fish and the fish is slippery. It's a fish out of water and it doesn't know doesn't know where it's at it's out of its element but that's okay the page is rolling with it and is trying to decide whether to throw it back in the water or have a feast or watch it flop um back to the tulips it's a little bit of a courtship angle um it can represent someone who is immature and doesn't want to commit um but as far as the new year is concerned, I feel like because of of the heaviness of this past year, that it's a very good omen for a light, a more lighthearted movement, more um, lighthearted feel to the year. One of the other things, though, too, is because of what we learned about our relationships to others and because of all the movement that has occurred in this past year the page of cups remember how i said they're a little less apt to commit 
um, you will find yourself being less willing to commit to um, projects that hold you down, um, that take away your freedom. Freedom will be a very operative word and theme in 2021. Um, and I'm not talking about freedom not to wear your mask. <laughs> I'm talking about freedom to live your best life. Um, so you will, some fish will, will uh, end up in your cup. <laughs> and you're going to, it's up to you to decide ultimately um, how you're going to interact with that fish. Whether you're going to keep it um, or you're going to throw it back in the water and put your cup out for something better or different. You know what I mean? Because it's all about perception. So I think that this page of cups is a great little hopeful card. Um, and there's a lot of, a lot of that. What is the other one? Oh yeah. Fools rush in. Um, we're all on the verge of making a dumb decision every day. <laughs> um, so don't be afraid to be a little less committal. Um, I think maybe for some people that might even be more resonant because they might be forced into commitments or situations, um, especially this year in order to survive. And you're going to have more freedom next year. Hooray! All right. Okay. It's time for me to start shipping. Oh my God. Thank you guys for listening. See you next year. Bye-bye.